The following podcast is a Dear Media production. This is Amanda Hirsch from the Not Skinny But Not Fat podcast. You might know me from Not Skinny But Not Fat on Instagram, where I spend my time talking about reality TV, celebrities, everything happening, and pop culture every Tuesday, okay? I also talk to some of our favorite celebs and reality TV stars. We talk about what's going on. Tune in every Tuesday and just feel like you're talking with your best friends in your living room. Welcome to You're Gonna Love Me, the podcast where we open the eyes, the ears, and the hearts of anyone who has judged or been judged. Well, hopefully. I'm your host, Katie Maloney. Hey everyone, welcome back to an all new episode of You're Gonna Love Me. I hope you are having an amazing Thanksgiving weekend with your families and you're just, you know, relaxing and taking it all in. I am so excited about this episode today and I'm so excited about my guests because I have on a true icon. I have on a national treasure, if you will. Not only is she a New York Times bestseller, she's an actress, she's got dozens and dozens of credits. She's been in so many TV shows and movies. She's the OG girl next door because you might remember her from a little show called The Wonder Years. And now she's in so many of my favorite Hallmark movies and Christmas movies. She's got a new movie that comes out today on the Great American Family Channel called Christmas at the Drive-In. So welcome Danica McKellar to the podcast. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. I'm so, so happy that you're here and to talk to you. This feels like so surreal because I've just been like watching on my TV forever, but like specifically the last week or two. (laughs) Well, thank you. And I told you before, I I love your shoes. Oh, It makes me want to like buy more shoes. Oh my, I don't need any more shoes. You can have some of mine. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) But I feel like after Halloween, it's like, you know, the, the Christmas movies come on and they stay on. Before Halloween, in fact. Yeah. I mean, year round, if I can. No, both both Hallmark Channel and Great American Family started their Christmas movies. I think like, not the weekend before Halloween, but the weekend before that. It was like October 20th-ish. So so my movie on Great American Family Channel comes out on, on a day that for most people, I should say for many people, is like the first acceptable day to start celebrating Christmas. And that's the day after Thanksgiving. So November 25th. Yeah. It's like, well, that's today. Yeah. So it's funny because a lot of people are like, no, no, no. I got to have the other holidays first. Whereas over on Great American Family, we're like, no, we're starting Christmas now. Then we can take a pause for Halloween. It'll take a pause for Thanksgiving and then back to Christmas. (laughs) I think Christmas could be like any, any time truly. But do you feel like because you do these movies that you get to celebrate Christmas year round? Yeah. Yeah. Cause we shoot them sometimes over the summer and there is that whole Christmas in July thing that happens on great American family as well, where we're starting Christmas movies in July because of that. It's always Christmas, but I, I love that. It's always Christmas because Christmas is so happy and I, I love the twinkle lights and I love the celebration. I was going to say, do you ever get sick of it? Or it was just like, Oh my God, I think I could do less Christmas, less of the decorating <laughs> or are you just you know, like, no, I'll take it all. That hasn't happened to me. Kind of like, I don't actually ever get sick of people talking about the wonder years that when you're a part of something that's so joyful, 
that's great. It's a blessing. It's a gift. So no, I could, I mean, I'm wondering, and then it's funny because speaking of the Wonder Years, I feel like great American family movies are like a continuation of the Wonder Years somehow, the good nature, feel good programming that's wholesome. And, you know, they're no real bad guys and everyone's just trying their best. And I, I just, I just think it's really nice to get, that I get to continue putting this kind of content out for the world. That's what I was going to say. I That's what I love about these movies that there's no bad guys in the movies. Yes, yeah, sometimes there is somebody that is maybe a little bit trying to stir the pot, but there's nothing bad happens in the movies. Yeah, well, nothing really bad. And, you know, there are struggles, there are challenges, misunderstandings, you know, conflicts, but not nothing that reveals any kind of darkness or evil of any kind. People are all just really trying their best, it seems. Yeah. You know? And then everything works out. I get teased a lot because sometimes, you know, sometimes people will be like, oh my God, those movies are so cheesy, but I like the cheese. I like the predictability of the plot lines. I don't mind that it's always, you know, sometimes it's, you know, the big city executive comes back to the small hometown (laughs) and, you know, it's like they, they, you know, maybe they stumble across like their old, like high school boyfriend and, Mm -hmm. you know, he runs like the Christmas tree farm. (laughs) Yeah, right. And they fall in love and she's conflicted because it's like, does she go back? I don't mind that that's just like the predictable right. plot line. Right. I like it. And now for Christmas, the drive-in for tonight is slightly different. I was big city and I'm coming back home. I've decided to like leave that life behind. I was a lawyer. Uh, and truth be told, like it didn't go well. I lost a really important case. I decided to like go back home and just kind of get a reset and start teaching instead of being a lawyer. And my co-star, Neil Bledsoe, he plays the big city developer who comes in and they're going to tear down the drive-in. The big, the historic 1950s style drive-in at our hometown. And he and I used to be high school sweethearts and we haven't seen each other in 20 years. <laughs> so the drive-in, you know, and it's not like a black and white thing. He's not some evil character. His dad owned the drive-in. His dad passed away. And, you know, now it's up to him to figure out what to do with it. He's a businessman. He's very successful. He's like, look, the drive-in wasn't financially sustainable. My dad was, was propping it up with his savings. And the town needs a distribution center, needs jobs, and needs to, to the economy to be stimulated. So it's not like a black and white situation. He wants to help the town. On the other hand, I love this drive-in and Holden, that's the character's name, and I, the other guy, I mean, my co-star, we have a lot of memories of the drive-in. So it's, it's like this, there's a lot of, you know, nostalgia and longing for a simpler time and things were so great at the drive-in when we were teenagers. And, and the way we broke up 20 years ago was actually a big misunderstanding, which we, you know, and we, end up figuring out but we're, we're at odds because he's like no this is the best thing for the town I'm like no this historic driving means so much to the town they've just forgotten so it's a lot of fun there's a lot of spicy banter which yeah. i think really makes a rom-com extra fun you know and there's a lot of chemistry there and neil and i neil bledsoe is my co-star he and i have worked together many times before well this is our third movie yeah. and so we have a really great rapport we have a lot of that natural chemistry and we had a lot of fun ad-libbing stuff just Improving and coming up with ideas on the spot uh, on our first movie, Coming Home for Christmas for Hallmark. On that one, I, I guess I told him this story. It's an embarrassing story of mine <laughs> when I was at UCLA. I don't remember why I told it, but it's like his favorite story about me, and he brings it up whenever he can. And it actually ended up in the movie. It's in the movie now. And I'm an executive producer on the movie. So when that happened, I was like, okay, we have to leave this in because this is really funny. When I was at UCLA, I'll just tell you briefly, I was a math major. And I was in a time of my life where I was like done with the wonder years. I wanted to find out who else I was. I wanted to find out like what made me valuable. I, so I quit acting for a while and I went into mathematics like head on. 
<laughs> I became very practical. I would not wear makeup. It was, you know, not like a cute ponytail like this, but like a ponytail, whatever, jeans, t-shirt. I just wanted to be very practical and just, just have it be about my brain. If you want, if you will, it was kind of the character I was playing for that time. And I discovered that because I had a, a long way to, to walk on campus between classes at a couple points during the, during the week. And so I discovered that because I didn't want to jog with a backpack on, that's kind of awkward. So if I put my hands out in front of me, my arms, and I'd like make fists that it would, you know, pitch my body forward and I could walk much faster with very little effort. So I was like, we walk it across campus very quickly in this weird sort of half Superman pose, not thinking much of it. Anyway, <laughs> Neil thinks it is the most amazing weird story ever and so at this one point in this in the story pretty early on in, in the in the movie actually and he's like so why'd you stop being a lawyer you know you used to love that you you started teaching now but you were you were like you were like fighting for the little guy you know I was like oh well that's just because I you know thought I'd look good in a cape and he's like you know I think you were wearing a cape the first time I saw you and I was like oh yeah at the school costume party I can't believe you remember that he's like yeah how could I forget and then Neil adds this he goes used to walk around school like this. And I was like, I was like, I did not. He's like, yeah, you should make this sound. Now that part's made up. But like, it was so funny. And it was just totally in the moment, impromptu. Um, it's hilarious. Anyway, so that's in the movie. So now this embarrassing story that I told Neil five years ago is immortalized in Christmas. <laughs> so that's not, that's not Holden making fun of Sadie. That's Neil making fun of Danica. But I love that. You guys do have really great, chemistry I will say because I've seen both of the movies that you did because you did Winter Palace the other mm-hmm. two yeah and that was also no. for Great American Family just yeah. in uh, January of this year and he's a prince because it's always like if it's not an executive that's, yeah but that's another storyline <laughs> it's a prince which like happens yep. I you know I hate when that happens to me when I just right happen to meet a prince and he you know falls in love <laughs> with me yeah and it was, especially when you don't know he's a prince at first and then there's that really embarrassing moment when you do figure it out which is also definitely a, a must-have in a print storyline. Yeah, you have to be wearing your pajamas when you meet them. Yes. yes. <laughs> but, I mean, I will say the male casting in these movies is always very good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're always yeah. really, really handsome. So that's part of the, you know, that's part of the allure of these these films is just, yeah. What is what is your favorite part of... <laughs> That's why I'm saying these movies. So uh, it's funny because so the final kiss moment. If you if you lean like if the camera's here and I lean to the right, then I'm not seen as much. But if I lean this way, I'm more seen. And I always make sure to go away from the camera so that the guy is more seen during the kiss because that's the fantasy. You know, like that's mostly we have women viewers. Guys are watching it too, but I don't think there is into that part. I want to make sure that the women watching feel like they're in that experience and they can see it more. You know. Oh, but oh, I like that little behind the scenes. That scene. is also yes, that's also well, because I'm also an executive producer on this movie, so I want you know the audience to have the best experience possible from that point of view as well. <laughs> like, no, no, Neil, I'll, I'll go to the right. You go to the right. We're gonna go this way because that's the camera's on this side, and this one's for the ladies. <laughs> for the ladies got the ladies watching there. They wish they were me having this experience with you. Because <laughs> right. we're gonna get yeah. What is what is the favorite? movie that you've done i mean honestly my two favorites really are the winter palace and christmas at the drive-in they're both so much fun and i do love working with neil i gotta i mean i i know i, I realize i can't do all of my great american family movies with neil <laughs> so far i have <laughs> they're both really really fun movies and they got that again it's about that banter that quick witted sharp fun spicy but not ever actually mean yeah banter. 
but it plays well. And I think people, you know, you, you become like a little like staple item, like Julia Roberts and Richard Gere, you know, <laughs> right. Yeah. I, you know, you get excited to see that kind of dynamic between two people, which I appreciate. I also, I mean, when you did, what was it? The Christmas she wrote when it was like you and Candace Cameron Bray and Lacey Chabert, which was like the powerhouse of. Wait, I'm not sure what you're referring to right now. Didn't three of you all star in one together? No, no, no. no. I thought there was one where you were all in together or something. Mm-hmm. Am I wrong? No. I'm thinking of something else then. You are thinking of something else. <laughs> I thought that so was one where you were. Friends. And so there's a, something called Christmas Con that a lot of us get together. Oh. Christmas Con is an event where a lot of us get together where we normally wouldn't. So, and that's fun because that's, I mean, it's, we don't usually get to work together. And so having that place where like Lacey is there and, you know, Jill Wagner and, and then the guys, it's kind of funny too. Cause it's like, so I've kissed those guys. I haven't kissed him yet. Okay. You know, it's this bizarre, sort of bizarre world, this little ecosystem that we're in. I want to go to Christmas con. We had something called Bravo con which is like all the people from all the Bravo shows getting together. We don't normally see. So I want to go That's to Christmas fun. Con though. Christmas oh. con, yeah. This year it's in New Jersey, December 9th through 11th. So I'll be there all three days and I'll actually be signing my math books there as well. Wow. Oh, wow. Christmas con, you go and, and you, you buy autographs on pictures. They have headshots and then you pick which one you want. And then, you, you know, well, we sign them and people are, were always saying, can I buy your book here? Can I sign here? I'm like, I don't have the books here to sign. I'm so sorry. And then finally I asked the organizers, like, would you like, sure. So we're doing it this year. We're going to have the books there. What a power move to be like, I'm, I'm also like a mathematician, everyone. (laughs) Well, like for, you know, their math, the math books are for kids. They're for ages, like babies all the way through age 16, high school geometry. I just try to make math fun and have it not be scary and take away the stigmas and just help kids be smart and not stressed. Yeah. I could have used that because I was in elementary algebra pretty much through high school. Math was not, that was not my subject. You know it just needed to be translated properly. And somebody says that yeah. to me, I want to sit down with them and do math. And that's not what we're going <laughs> to do. And I know that, but seriously, Katie. Okay. So there is a book that I wrote called math doesn't suck. And it's for middle school. It's it's like, you know, fractions and decimals, percents and all that stuff. And I really encourage you to check it out because it will just help you not be afraid of those things because you don't want to be somebody who avoids percents and fractions. I want, I want you to be the kind of person who's like, okay, maybe I don't love math, but I can totally do all the stuff that comes up. Like I can do percents. I know what the APR score means on my credit card statement. I know if I get into a contract with someone, I know what those numbers are and I'm not, I'm not intimidated by it. You know? Oh, I can figure out percentages. Like I can figure out how what kind of percent to leave on a bill. What kind okay. Of yeah. Right. That that, that, that kind of stuff. It was when it was just coming down to like testing and like using the kind of math that you probably would never use like day to day. You know? Well, it depends. I mean, it depends on what kind of thing you're trying to figure out. You know? That's true. If you're designing See, something and you've got a wall with this much space and you know, there's there's stuff where you where you would use algebra if you have that tool at your fingertips. Yeah, always just approximate things. Anyway, point is, I want kids (laughs) to feel confident in math, not scared. So that's what the books are for, and they're all at mckellarmath.com. I'll be selling them at Christmas Con in person, signing them. But you can also just order them online. Yeah, well, I think so many people with that are still teaching from home and that homeschool. That would probably be really useful as well. Oh, for sure. I mean, tons of homeschoolers use the books. 
Definitely. And then they're, they're used as supplemental. So if a kid is struggling in math, then it's a lot cheaper than a tutor. And what's fun is a lot of the parents are watching my Christmas movies and remember me from the wonder years too. And it's like, Oh, Hey, she might oh, be able to play. Hey, look at what she's doing. I know. Get rid of the tears at, at homework time and, and that would be a little more interesting. If anyone needs last minute Christmas gift. Well, speaking of nostalgia, because I feel so nostalgic this time of year. Is there anything that makes you feel or what makes you feel most nostalgic this time of year? Mm, I mean, nostalgic, like for something else, you mean? Like for well, the just or like during Christmas, like for me, it's like I, I like decorating the tree or building like a gingerbread house, like the, the, those kind of traditions, just like there's nothing like mm. Christmas that, you know, that brings yeah, you back to those simpler times. Yeah. Decorating the tree for sure. And making ornaments, which I've been doing with my son since he was like, I mean, I don't know, a couple of years old. Now he's 12. We still do it. We'll make popcorn garland and we'll make ornaments out of fuse beads. Do you know those? They're also called perler beads. You just, you put like beads on a, on a clear plate in oh, yeah. patterns and, you, and then you put parchment paper on and you iron it. And you like create things. So we'll do that. And then also just, pipe cleaners with beads on them, like just whatever. It's just so fun to make ornaments and have that for the tree. Oh, so is that, is that one of the traditions that you've kept and done every year? Yes, absolutely. Oh, I love that. And then just making Christmas dinner and, you know, a chocolate Yule log dessert, which is always fun. It's all great stuff. Just Christmas memories, Christmas music. I love Christmas songs playing those through the house. Just, you know, and then sometimes I'll put like cinnamon in a pot on the stove just to make it smell like cinnamon in the house. Oh, simmer pots are, I love simmer pots. Or just have like, yeah, hot apple cider with cinnamon in it. And then you can like sip it and have it be yeah, that wonderful smell in the house too. I like mold wine. Yeah, <laughs> I haven't. I think my sister has, she's done everything with wine. She actually started a wine tasting society at Harvard Law School once many years ago called In Vino Veritas. In oh, wine, there is truth. My girl. I... Yeah. <laughs> I like that. I like her style. Yeah. Yeah, she's cool. Like, her whole thing was like, drink what you like. Don't feel like you have to drink certain brands or whatever. Like, let's find out what you like and then drink that. And that was her whole thing. It's just oh. making wine tasting more accessible. Like, you don't have to know everything and be like a wine aficionado to learn what you like and then get to drink that. So it was just a very practical, nice course. I wonder, like, how that, if that still even exists at Harvard Law School. But she, I bet it does. I bet it does. Oh, well, if anyone goes to Harvard and they know. Yeah, <laughs> I look that up and find out. But anyway, it was, a, it was a great success while she was there. Was the Yule log in coming up for Christmas, was that something that was already in the script or did you suggest that? It was already in the script. That was a coincidence. I was like, oh. what? Yeah. I've never made a Yule log. So that's one thing that I don't it, know It's time consuming to do it right because you have to like fold the egg whites and do the whole thing. And I takes me hours. And I just, I read the instructions very, very carefully. I'm not, I love cooking healthy dinners. When it comes to baking, I am not a natural at all. I have to follow the directions to a T or I will mess it up. Well, they will say the baking is a science and cooking is an art. And I, I, I love to bake, but I can't cook. Oh, so, so we're I, the opposite. So we'd be great together. I make dinner, you make desserts, it'd be great. Perfect. Homemade bread with dinner, even and cornbread or something. I could okay. cornbread. So yeah. Hungry. So hungry right now. Let's keep talking about food, <laughs> and then Sorry. and then we can eat. No, no, it's good. <laughs> Do cornbread and then maybe a little soup. You know, butternut squash with some nutmeg or something kind of 
mm. the holidays. Yeah, I think that I think that's one of my favorite things during this time is also just the food and just the you know this the company of it all. I am from Park City, Utah, and so what? Every time my mom and I we watch the Hallmark movies together, I'm always like, it looks like Park City because all of the locations <laughs> are always so interesting because mm-hmm. they pick these sort of you know picturesque kind of towns, and that's like the place where I'm from. So I think it's sort of like my time to sort of like transport myself to a place that is I'm nostalgic for, which is like my hometown. Because, you know, in LA, it's not, it doesn't really always feel like the holidays here. No, there are no seasons. Well, I just moved from Los Angeles to Tennessee. And Congrats on that. Thank you. I've, yeah, I've lived in LA since I was seven years old and San Diego before then. So I've never had seasons and I love it. I love having the seasons so much. It marks time. You know, I mean, like I only just moved here a couple months ago. Well, right now I'm actually in New York (laughs) doing press for the movie, but I just love the idea of seasons. And then, then it feels like when Christmas time comes, oh, now it's cold. And it's like, now it feels, it feels like Christmas time. You know, nature is conspiring with the seasons and as it's supposed to like in LA, yeah, it's, it's 72 and beautiful out again. Cool. I know that a lot of people are like, oh, that sounds so great. But I just, I don't know. I'm really excited about all the variety. It's nice to be able to like lean into that weather and have it match the the, the holidays and be able to like get cozy and wrap up with a blanket and light a fire and be like, oh, this makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And but, funny, speaking of seasons matching or not, oftentimes both on Hallmark and now on Great American Family Channel, these movies, we shoot them in the summer and then they come out and we're, we're wearing coats. <laughs> And scarves and mittens is like sweat dripping down our backs. Uh, oftentimes in snowball fight scenes, that's what that's really going on. And I'll wear I'll wear a tank top underneath the coat and the scarf because otherwise you just die. And actually, there was one time last year's Christmas movie. I think it was I was so hot. It was actually my last movie for Hallmark Channel before I moved to Great American Family. I was so hot and I didn't know what to do. We were shooting inside this building that didn't have air conditioning. I was wearing a sweater. I had to because I had to take, there was no coat. There was a sweater. It was like a turtle. I don't know. It was, I was dying. And I literally actually felt like I might not be okay. And so I took this ice water out of desperation, poured it in my boots and soaked my socks full of freezing water. And it was the best. I instantly felt better. I instantly felt like 80% better. So I highly recommend this. And I was like squishing, like walking step, step, squish, squish. And I couldn't have been happier. I highly recommend it. If you ever think you're getting near a heat stroke or something like that, Pour ice water in your socks, in your boots, if you have, or tennis shoes or whatever you have to. Unbelievable difference. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. I would and be I like, go, back, go back in and start shooting again. <laughs> oh, wait, I'm okay now. Wow. It's amazing how much heat is released or trapped by your feet in your shoes. Oh, because yeah, putting those tip. boots on and hats, because like that's putting a hat on will just like trap all that heat. Because I think about that because obviously, you know, you're not. If pouring cold water on your head might not be as good for shooting a movie. I don't no. know. No, I, I don't think I don't think the the hair and makeup department would really be too happy about yeah. that. That's what I was going to say because I, I watched those some of those those films and I'm like, okay, clearly they're not shooting this during dead of winter. And so, like, is the snow always real or is that just like it's usually? So they'll put like white blankets on the ground and then put ice chips on top, okay. and the ice chips stay cold. Sometimes I don't know why. What makes the difference? Some and, and they get it. Like, guess it's what it's fish ice. So it's the ice that people pack fish in or whatever. So oh. they buy it from those companies or then they'll use this stuff. that's like shaving cream that will never melt. And it like 
sticks to your shoes. So as you step, you seem like it's like shaving. It looks like shaving cream on your shoes. It's so weird, but it looks good from afar. But there's one scene when we are walking through the drive-in early on. So before we, you know, fix it up, it's just it's the dead of winter drive-in. By the way, the premise of the movie is I. So I want to say the drive-in. Neil's character wants to tear it down, and the historic commission says, "Okay, look." Look, Sadie, if you want to save this drive-in, then by Christmas, you have to prove that the drive-in is more valuable to the town than the distribution center would be. And I'm like, what? It's winter. It's cold. You don't, nobody goes to a drive-in in the winter. He's like, well, this is what you have. You know, take it oh. or leave it. Neil's character is told, look, if she has to prove that it, it works, then you have to prove that it doesn't. You have to give a good faith effort to show this business can work. Otherwise, we might think that you're trying to, you don't have the, ten, the town's best interest at heart. So we're working on it together. So we first go to the drive-in. It's freezing. It's covered in snow. And as we're walking through, if you look carefully, you can see the like the sort of shaving cream texture of the snow on the top of my, like the toe of my boot. So <laughs> maybe I'll point that. So tonight I'll be live tweeting the premiere of the movie. Uh, and I'll, I'll make sure to point that out when I'm live tweeting and see if anybody notices it. <laughs> it's pretty mm-hmm. funny. It's a big wide shot. But if you look, you're like, oh, wait, yeah, that's not a snow axe. That's yeah. showbiz, baby. Oh, my that's gosh. Showbiz, baby. Right. Do you play like Christmas music to try to get like everyone in the spirit? Are they like? Sometimes. I mean, not on set, but like we'll do it in the in the trailer and the hair and makeup trailer sometimes. I mean, I feel Let's like you would have, have to. You would have to. I would expect nothing less. If it was, if I was produced on this, I'd be like, everyone, just it's it's Christmas from here on out. Yeah, it was funny. So like with big scenes and a lot of extras, the first idea will come out and say, "Okay, people, smile more. It's Christmas. You're happy," and they're like. <laughs> Like, did that work? Did that get really happy and excited? I don't know. I'd be like, Santa's coming to set. Like, <laughs> yeah. Just, I don't know. Just all the all of, all of the things that would get me in the spirit. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think you're, it's a really good idea, and we should do it more than we do currently. Mm-hmm. We should play it before every take. <laughs> I think it would just be so much fun. That's just on me. But what else can we say about the movie? Or is there anything else you wanted to add about the movie? Well, there's a lot of fun behind the scenes stuff that I captured. And I'm. it's on an app called Great American Community. Oh. So you can find, so like Great American Family is the channel. And Great American Community is this app. And you can search, you can get it on your phone. I think you can even get it like streaming on smart TVs, but that I don't know how to do. On your phone, just search for GA Community. G- All one word, GA Community. And that's Great American Community. And you'll see myself, I do videos. Jill Wagner does videos. Cameron Matheson does videos. Trevor Donovan, the whole bunch of us who are our Great American Family regulars. And then a whole bunch of people from, I don't know if you remember a show on Hallmark Channel from a couple of years ago called Home and Family. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And they canceled the show. Still not sure why. A lot I- of question marks around that. It's such a happy, wonderful, positive show. A lot of people from that show, including Debbie Matinopoulos, are doing video series on the Great American Community app. So I highly recommend you check it out. And right now I've got behind the scenes stuff going for Christmas at the drive-in and it's a lot of fun, like just me and Neil messing around stuff for our dance, our big dance scene behind the scenes, like when we were working with a choreographer and learning the dance and just fun bonus stuff. But I'm really excited for tonight. I, I hope you all watch it live. It's eight o'clock Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. So it airs at the same time across the whole country. I'll be live tweeting for that with the entire country. Use the hashtag Christmas of the drive-in. And then my handle is just at Danica McKellar with an AR at the end. Join the conversation. It'll be a lot of fun. I'll be sharing behind the scenes stuff as we watch the movie, probably mostly during commercial breaks because I don't want to distract people too much, but I'll try to respond to as many people as I can um, when you guys make comments and stuff in on the Twitter party. I'm so excited to watch it because, you know, I've just 
been rewatching like every other one with no problem there, but I, I get so excited for a new one. So I have one more question. Normally I end the episode with like the rage text of the day, but because it's Christmas and I want to keep it. The what of the day? Rage text of the day, which. Oh, no. I'm, <laughs> no, but I'm, I'm, it's because it's, you know, Christmas time. I want to keep it positive. So I want to know what is your Christmas wish for this year? Oh my gosh. My Christmas wish is just for a continued, really positive experience moving into our new home in Tennessee. You know, it's all brand new. I guess my Christmas wish is that I, that I, that we're all safe when the roads get icy, because I don't know how to really handle that yet. I understand that can be a thing. And then, I don't know, Christmas wish in general is just that everybody just be nicer to each other just in general in the world. Let's not believe the media when it tells us that we're all divided, because we're not as divided as they're telling us we are. And I just, Hope that everyone just remembers that and just be nice to everyone. And then everyone will be nicer. It'll be a happier place to live. We can do, I know we can do it. We can do it, you guys. We can do it. it. Especially if you're talking with someone you don't agree with. That's when you need to practice that. Yeah. Kindness. kindness. It's it's okay to disagree. I will say about the ice, just keep your foot off the brake. Okay. Right. Yes. I've heard about that. Yeah. Because that's when you, yeah. And if you have to steer into whatever direction your car is going. Don't okay. try to steer away. Unless there's like another car there. I mean, at that point, at that point, your car's going that direction anyway. It just, got it. you will start to fishtail if you, you do. Right. Right. Okay. Got it. <laughs> anyway. Really they, Maybe I'll just stay off the roads <laughs> when it's icy. I'll go like two miles an hour. <laughs> I Yeah. It's, it's scary. But anyway, thank you so, so much. It's been such a pleasure to talk to you. you. Big fan. But yeah, congratulations on the movie and good luck with everything. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. It's great chatting. And to everyone else, until next time, love you and be kind to yourself and to others. Thank you so much for listening. Please make sure to subscribe, leave a rating and review, follow along on social at Music Kills Kate, and tune in next week for an all new episode. 